in our business, it's happening in churches, religion is not void of it. It's happening everywhere where we have leaders in place who character. And now what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the moral ethic ability uh, and have a relationship with God. And so when they're making decisions, some of them are making decisions just for money. Some of them are making decisions for power and God. Some of them, with no thought of your life, with no care for who you are, with no understanding. And so, and I've been looking in the Bible and I thought, one of the, um, through my reading and my discovery, is, and I came and shared the greatest leader that I read about and studied in the Bible is Nehemiah. And out of Nehemiah, I've talked about him in the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to go back there. I want y'all to get the Bible to go to Nehemiah chapter 2. So we're going to go chapter 2, uh, and we can bring it up on the screen. We want to bring Nehemiah up on the screen. Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. This is important. I want to thank you, thank you. take my read from there and show you someone of character and how he exhibited that throughout his life. And so, and then I'll go from there. And today, um, talking about that powerful force of what character is. And how many know your name is important? Your name is indicative of who you are. I always just tell somebody whose name is Your name is important. And some of you may discover, start doing research, find out what your name means. Because your name is who you are. Amen. I love that about our, our church, the faith harvest is who we are. Because I, I have the faith for the harvest. We have a vision that's about that. And it's about, so we, we have, uh, throughout our life and throughout this, this, this ministry, uh, we have stepped out by faith to trust God, to believe God in an area where many people would struggle. But that's who we are. But we gotta, we gotta arrive with what's going after the harvest. Amen? So Nehemiah chapter, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. If y'all have it, say amen. 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 So everybody is already in place. Amen. With it. And here we go. And I want to just read to you. Uh, and it says, And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of Octavius, the king that, that the wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it up to the king. And now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy captain sad? Seeing that thou art not sick, this is nothing else but sorrow of the heart. Then I was very sore afraid. And this is Nehemiah again. This is the man that's standing before the king. And he had never been in the presence of the king with a sad countenance. So the king knew something was wrong. And the king asked him, what's going on? And he said, this, this has to do with sorrow of the heart. And he said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city is the place of my father except lying waste and the gates, therefore, are consumed with fire? Let me stop there for a minute because if we read chapter 1, we would understand that he was praying. And through his prayer, you know, we talk about leadership and what leadership means. 
So that's what the day is going to be So as we talk about it, Nehemiah is in his prayer. And Nehemiah gets a word from the Lord. And getting a word from the Lord, he's getting to give him a place of discovery, self-discovery of who he is, what his purpose is like, and what God calls him to do and be. And so in that point and in that place, many of us have been called out of darkness into God's mind of life, and yet have tried not to really walk in the discovery of who we are. And so my God, in where I'm trying to do with the church, is encourage us to walk in the light and be God's call. And so, and Nehemiah is an example. So, here Nehemiah is going to a place he had never been before. He was in prayer. He hears from God. And God tells him that the city lies in ruin. But God is also encouraging him to go and sin. Watch this, watch this how it play out. Verse 4. Then the king said unto me, Why dost thou make a request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if thy servant hath found favor in thy sight, thou wilt send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father, that I may build it. So Judah is where Jerusalem, and Jerusalem where the temple lies, and the whole city is in waste. The gates have been burned down, where there's no gates. Let me share something. When there's no protection, guess what? I'm just going to help y'all, because some of y'all are not going to be alive. When there's no protection, anything can come in. Hello? Anything can come in. And so we got to be careful of allowing anything in, because it's designed to stop you. It's designed to, to change you from who you're supposed to be to try to become something else. That's the danger of this world. You know, we live in a world where we need to be careful. Um, and you know, we like we, we, we like different things, styles and patterns and all of this. But I want you to be careful because if you're not clear on who you are, it'll try to shape and form you on something that who you're not. Hello. I, I, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you the word of God. Right? So the king, he said in verse five, and the king said in the priest's king, the servant shall favor that side. Verse 6, and the king said unto me, and the queen also, sitting by him, for how long should thy journey be? Now, now y'all need to know something. I, I'm going to share with you. Nehemiah had never left where he was with the king I paid. He had never been out of the city before. He had never, he was raised in captivity. He, they were taken there, he was born in captivity. So his parents, were already taken captivity when they destroyed Jerusalem years before. So he'd never been there, he had never saw it, he had never been out, but his character of who he was and what he stood for was so strong that in the king's eyes he had faith. Y'all need me. I'm going to tell y'all something. And if you need to get this message right now, favor is not faith. But it is good. If you want faith, and it's okay, that's a prayer you should have. One of the things I do, I pray it all the time. God, give me favor first and foremost with you, and then with man. So when I got favor with God, I'm already believing. 
like I pray with man, because God can take the heart of the king and turn it. This king like David was not a worshiper. He is not a servant of the most high God. Yet he's obeying God because God's man in Nehemiah. Nehemiah clearly knew who he was. Nehemiah clearly believed in the scriptures. And God gave him in favor with his king. Now watch how important this favor is. <laughs> he said, listen, he tells the king, king, if it pleases you. And moreover, the king said, if it pleases the king, he said, let a letter be given me to the governor beyond the river that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. And the letter to Asper, the king, the keeper of the king's park, to the king of the park, that he may give me temper to make baby for the gate of the place in which uh, I uh, obtained. And he said, of the house of God, and for the walls of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me, somebody said, favor, according to the good hand of my God upon me. Somebody said, amen. So now, Nehemiah recognizes that favor is upon his life. Watch what this is going to do. So listen, and he said, verse 9, he said, Then I came to the governor beyond the river and gave them the king's letter. And he said, and, and, and so I, let me back up. And he said, I'm going to back up to verse 8. And the letter that he had went into the park, gave me favor, and he granted me according to the good hand of God upon me. And verse 9, Then I came to the governor beyond the river and gave him the king's letter. And now the king had sent captains of the army and horses that told. Not only did he let him go, he sent him with protection. <laughs> Failure is not fair, but good. So if I'm going to go, I at least want God to send me with an army of angels to help them camp about me, to guard me, and to keep me, and to protect me, and to show me what I may need to know, brother, which so as a guard, so the favor, and I'll tell you, and nothing like getting confidence with stuff when I know motive. I'm riding out front, and they hear on a chariot, and he on a horse, right? And he got the king's army behind him. I don't know about you, but I, I'm envisioning that, that how powerful that group is. The fact that he's riding into the forest and into a place he had never been, but he's going, I mean, and, and you're going to see something. When people saw him, and when they saw him, and he had the king's letter, and by the way, the king's letter would have been the tip of his ring, and they put the ring in the end, and they put the seal on it. Nobody else has that seal. And when people see that, they know what it means. So nobody touched it. You know what that reminds me? Uh, Pastor Bruce, I, I, I was a paper boy in North Philly, in the hood. Richard Allen, one of the worst projects in the world. And I, I, I delivered papers there. But I realized something. The people knew my father. My father was from the streets. My natural father. He was an ex-boxer. And uh, his brothers and all of them and his nephews, they, they hung in the streets. And if they saw me, guess what they knew? 
They cross over and go on the other side of the street because if he see them talking to me, I don't know what he was doing, but they obviously know. They, they never bothered me to show me their lifestyle. In other words, my father, his reputation preceded me. I thought I because I was cool. I thought it was because I was cool that when I showed up, you know, everybody knew me and there was, you know, and nobody touched me. Last week, it's quoted. I hear stories. They just robbed people on GP. But no matter where I went, sometimes I went into some of the buildings and you know the hallway, the lights weren't working. And you know, they all, the project, they all had steel doors too. You know, they're not all that comfortable. But I would go in and with a little, you know, trepidation, right? Nobody touched me, bro. Nobody. And I think it's, oh man. I got it, and, and I collected money so people knew I had money. Right? Never touched me. And I remember they came, Daddy was, was prevalent, prevalent in that day growing up, and one of the ways they would draft you is they, they surround you, and you had to box everybody. Well, they surrounded my brother one day, and uh, you know, they didn't wait, you know, start they came on him, and you know, start pushing him around, and you got to fight everybody, and then that's how you get indoctrinated in, right? My father saw And I remember seeing this in this lesson. My father went over there and uh, he jumped in the circle. And he said, uh, since you don't want to start, don't bother my son, what's that my son? You know, start a week. And then I want to see them and say, oh, Mr. Ray, you know, we good. We, we, we good. Now, that never happened to me because of what he did with my brother. So, children, all of a sudden, tell you something is when the king sealed all of a sudden, how important that is to your protection. Amen. And you don't have to walk in fear. I'm trying to help somebody because this is scary stuff that exists in our world. But when you know who you are or who sent you, come on. That's the real reason why I'm trying to get it. When you know who's behind you, you won't worry about what you see. So I still went in the project with no trepidation because I already knew. Who said it? And I hated being the patient. Oh my goodness. Uh, that, that wasn't good for my character. I thought I wanted to be cool for the girls. And now I'm a paper fool. But look, guess what it did? They taught me. And she figured it out. They taught me how to do business. They taught me how to count money. They taught me how to talk to people. So I had to communicate. Oh, I had to keep records. They told me how to trick and keep an account right and know exactly how much this is involved to me. And then they only pay me for one week or two. Okay? And then, and then they left me a little extra and gave me a tip. You know, you, have, you, you better get a counter. And then you pay for your paper. And then at the end, I had to pay for my paper. And what was left over was mine. So now I learned about profits and profit margins. Oh, you know what I'm saying about you. So all of the things that I thought I hated, that I would need to do later in my life. Somebody shall not do it. Nehemiah, his spirit had built up, and, and you see him, that he came to the governor beyond the river, and he gave the king's letter. Now he sent to the captains of the army to work. And hold it, verse 10, y'all need to follow me, because here's what all of y'all want to experience. Verse 10, guess who showed up? Sambalat, the Horonite, right? And Tobiah, the servant of the Amorite, 
Oh, a whole bunch of ice and ice always show up. Y'all remember that Israel was called to go in to take the land, but there was a whole lot of ice, seven different ones, already there. And they had to deal with all of them throughout their history. And so just like you and I, we got these ice that show up on any given day. And if you're not clear on who you are and who you are, the ice will irritate you. That's right. That's right. Come on. And if you're not careful, they will move you out of position. And you gotta, you gotta be careful of responding and how you respond to that. Okay? Because so what's happening is sometimes look, if you're called to take the guy down, so today we can't do it with these and this. Today we gotta do it with this and this. And that's how we rule, because when I walk in knowing who I am and what I'm called to do, I know no matter what you think or say, I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you what I can be, because I will not be moved by what you think. Hello? This is important. Too many of us are moved by some stuff that this is all designed by the enemy. And by the way, I'll feel back again. People are the enemy. It's the spirit. It's the spirit. And if they open themselves up, they'll be, let me show you. The spirit, a wicked spirit, will use anybody to fail themselves. Be careful. Close to you, your home, your kids. Right? And so my kids are wicked, but sometimes they open themselves up. I mean, it's a tough time. I love them. I love my children. But uh, nevertheless, uh, they, they're adults and parents today, and they get to see, amen, my daughter's in the house now, and she knows. And so, and I would just say, please, I've, I've always encouraged her to walk in to be who God called her to be. Be the best you. You don't have to be evil. Be the best you. That God called you to be. That's my prayer for all of you. Be the best you. That God called you to be. You don't have to be evil. In fact, it'll be impossible. Nobody else got my ticket Amen. But I know because this thing that we're going to talk about leadership and the power of character hits everyone. Watch this. I, I got to get through this. Uh, verse 10. Samuel, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant of the Amorites, heard of it, and he grieved exceedingly. What in the world? Why is the enemy or the people mad when you're doing right? The city lay in ruin. He's going to fix it up. And it has nothing to do with him. And they mad. Sound familiar? I got here and don't even know why. They don't even know me. What, what the issue is, I'm doing something they did. And because I'm doing it, they're talking about me. Oh, he did so and so. Or he did this over here. And he did that. I heard more stories about how I got to where I am, and ain't none of them true. Because they ain't walked in my shoes. They don't know what I've been to get to where I am. And I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Absolutely nothing. So listen to me. When nobody's walking in your shoes, don't get, don't get weary. Don't get weary about doing don't worry about what they think or say. Just keep walking. Be who God called you to be. It's important. And that's what we encourage you. So what? I, I, I get it. But the enemy will show up. Every one of us has been assigned an adversary to come against us. 
adversary to come and the job is to stop you from reaching your destiny. That's their purpose. Verse 11, so I came to Jerusalem and I was there three days. And I like this because he took three days to, to survey the land. And it took, you know, it's significant, three days, there's three days in the tomb. Hello, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, three. Right, very significant that that is there in the scriptures, right? And then verse 12, and he says, I arose in the night, and some few men with me, and I didn't tell anybody my God had put my heart to do in Jerusalem. Some of us need to keep quiet and start doing and being who God's called us to be instead of telling people our story before it's manifest anything. Oh, now I'm going to start, I'm going to preach from there. Because what happened is, I'm talking about character. And the power of character in leadership. And what it can do. And the lack thereof in our world. Right? So here, this message, my third one in this series of power of character in leadership, um, is going to be dealing with conviction. In other words, so the understanding the word conviction, when I have conviction for something, I'm convicted in my spirit, a deep sense of urgency that I believe in it and I need to do it. And, and this is where, I, and so what happens is when you've got a conviction on something, you won't even care what people say. That's right, yeah. Watch this. Character is the most powerful force a leader can possess because it protects his life, his or her leadership, his or his her leader, legacy. It manifests who they may be, it shapes who they may become. Without character, every other aspect of leadership is at risk. There's no substitute for character. Because we're living in a difficult uh, and social economic time where we must uh, refocus our priorities on character, become character in the foundation for all aspects of effective leadership. I believe this. And I thank God. I thank God for authority, gifts. Skills, knowledge, experience, uh, expertise, so forth. All these are legitimate uh, uh, ethical uh, elements of leadership, but they never could be the substitute for character. I've seen some great people. I, I have, um, I, I can't talk about, I won't mention their name, but I had a, a, a minister that was with us and had great, great ability to orchestrate and to help and minister, okay, um, within the ministry, within an organization. But character was shallow, very shallow. And um, one time he said to me, you tell me everything that God is saying to you. And I'll help and execute it for you. And I looked at him, and I looked, and I went back and I said, I'm saying, I'm not that. Well, God's talking to me about it, what he's talking to me about it. You need to go to God for yourself. I, the fact he's talking to me about it is, I don't need nobody to be an interpreter in between me and God to see it through. I'm thinking, that is God. But what happened is he recognized that I'm a leader that can hear from God. I want to encourage you so people will recognize your ability. 
So people will understand what you can do and what you're capable of. They see it on your life. And you got to be careful to not let them happen. Because your gift belongs to God. And they want to see how you use it on his gift. Hello? Not, not, not to impress anybody, but he says, give me call and come without repentance. You can choose to use it for you and personal gain, or you can use it for him, and he'll make sure you gain his blessing. Right? So listen, and you got to be careful. The people, when they come back, and I say, that ain't God. I'm, I'm not touching that. Right? So listen. Authority and gifts is still the knowledge that can't be a substitute. So I've been saying for weeks now that everything rises and falls on leadership, and leadership must be developed. In other words, it's in you. We got a couple babies in here, right? They got little hands back and little feet. But that won't be for long. Every time you turn around, the shoots out of trouble. And what you brought them out, you don't fit this year. And some of us, so we still in the same boat. <laughs> but what, what happens is, you can't be a little bit rough. In fact, it's an expectation. Now, I need to ask you a question. If little Billy or little Susie doesn't grow, what y'all gonna do? You're gonna take it to the doctor. I like the answer, because that's the correct one. In other words, you believe something's wrong. How much more for us to grow spiritually as leaders and grow up and mature in the things of God? And so what's happening is, I want to tell you, today, I'm standing in the gap for the doctor. I'm, I'm the announcer for the doctor, for the chief surgeon. Don't get no better than that. Okay, he, he's the number one. Okay, and I'm, I'm communicating some things to all of you to get you to know and understand who you are. Uh, I'm not calling you and saying you're sick. By the way, don't, don't misinterpret that. What I'm saying to you is, he's got a word to keep you healthy. Hello. I'm working with my daughter to, 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 to eat better and so I can live better. Why? Because I need to be a little more stress free. I got, I got a lot of things I got to accomplish with God. So I'm trying to change my life and my lifestyle. And so that I don't overexert. And, and even, uh, you know, initially, I told Sister Debbie about the. Uh, 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 the move, the possible uh, plan that they asked me to take this model to Philadelphia. And I said, boy, and I, she said, Pastor, don't take on more than you guys. I ain't planning on taking on nothing else because it don't matter to you. I said, but here's what I do have. I got 19 years of banging my head to get here. I already know what works and what doesn't. I've learned from my mistakes. So right here, but I'm also asking God for wisdom and direction. Watch this. So then, listen. So I said, everything rises and falls on leadership. It reminds me of what I've seen at the airport today. Okay, this morning, I dropped my wife off at the airport. And, uh, and I followed her at the airport, and uh, I, there was a bird that landed on the termite, term, what do you call it, termite? So the bird landed. Parmite. Yeah, that's the right one. And then there was another bird that was built by Bonnie. And this bird can fly, right? But there was a difference. 
wasn't long, this bird was coming in, and there were people there on one side had a red uh, thing light set up, and the other side had a green one. And they were guiding the plane in. And the plane came to the, the gate, and then a boatload of people came out and started unloading the plane, and other people went on and started cleaning the plane, and then a truck pulled up and fueled the plane, and then, you know, just all a whole lot of stuff happened. Orchestrated with a lot of people. To get ready. And then the people that were waiting on that plane could board it so they could prepare to take off again. It needed a whole lot of help. But the other bird that I saw land on the tarmac just took off. It didn't need no help. Why? It was designed to fly. It didn't need no help from nobody else. There was a spoke. This bird just took off and just flying. But the other bird needed a whole lot of mechanical things and people to make it exercise. I want to tell you about leadership. Leaders and true leaders don't need. True leaders don't need a whole lot of people to do to be convinced that they're called a leader. Watch, watch where I'm going because I'm going somewhere with this, right? He said, Leadership is designed to function like the flight of a natural bird rather than a mechanical plane. That does not mean that leaders act independently from others, quite the opposite. Leaders not only have but one role. Uh, leadership is not the role that one plays. It's the life that one leads. I discovered that, that the life that I lead and the life that I live is the life that's important. In other words, am I the same guy when I leave here and you see me uh, at, the, at the evening day? Do I have the same power? Come on, come on. Or did I change? When you see me down at the, the, the local supermarket, am I the same guy? Well, but because I, I got a sweatsuit on, and not a am I to change who I am. You know, it's important. You can't come to church, you know. I watch the people come to church and then all of a sudden they voice change. I think, my what in the world is that you talk like that? I know, and I think, why? But they thought they needed to put on a certain facade. And so we have to be careful not to do that. Amen. And so watch this. Leadership is not the role that one plays. It's the life that one leads. Genuine leadership can never be separated from the essence of the leader as a person. True leaders begin to fly when they start living in love with the instinct purpose. And I'm going to go here because this is going to I'm going to sell it out. Y'all might need to write this stuff down. It's important. If you can't, you can watch this tape over and over again. Because the very thing is the seven principles that lined up to make you what what truth for me. And so I found out to myself, no matter what I do, no matter what I do, I remember I tried to church at 20 church, and the next thing you know, the leader of the ministry said, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, uh, I was just ready. Ready? 
You need to be the leader. And I'm thinking, no, you're the leader. It's okay. He, he recognized something in me. But it, no matter what I did, I, I remember starting uh, leaving college after having my first son. I left college and went to work for Amtrak. And I went in the door and I was a helper. That was my time. Helper. It was the lowest one in the communication signal position I ever had. But I need to know something. When I left, I was the boss. I had 50 men working for me. Why? Because I'm a leader. And I did I didn't quite understand it all then, but leaders were always like that. Anybody know anything about oil and water? You know anything about oil? God uses oil like the anointing, right? It's a representation of the anointing. And so I found out you can take oil and water and you can stir it up really, really, really good. And it'll, the water will get cloudy. But leave it for 15 minutes. Just let it sit. And as it's sitting, the oil will rise to the top, and the water will sit in the and what was cloudy will become clear, although the oil will be on the top. Y'all ever notice when they have oil spilled, they just wait, and then they skim it off the top. Now the damage is be done because the act is with it, but nevertheless, they're able to skim the top to get the oil back out. And so there's something about the oil, the anointing and leadership that God is trying to do. I want to call you today that this church is connected to the oil. So two leaders begin to plot and they start living in line with their instant purpose. So the connection between purpose and character is vital. Only when a leader discovers who he, what, who he is when, when he's born and when he starts to live his life. That instant gift determines his personal leadership. I used to say this, leaders are not born. I'm going to say that today. everybody has to be born. But I want to say leaders are not just born. They have to be developed. There was a bunch of people that used to say, you know, uh, by the way, some of y'all heard that he was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Or he was born the wrong color. How many know God can't make a mistake? Let me have some of y'all who struggle with who you are. Because God can't make a mistake, has nothing to do with color or the side of the track you've been born on. Because given the same uh, instance and the same opportunity, you can rise to the same level and be the same thing or just greater. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Has somebody told me, uh, like they did, so Harry and William, from the day they were born as king, they knew they were king, and they grew up, and the people treated them that way. I actually wonder if they pooped. I'm sorry to give you proof right now, but they, 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 they wiped them with a, with a gold rag or whatever, whatever. And I'm saying, they poop was no different than yours. I'm sorry, but I'm, but I'm trying to thank you because I didn't know how to be real. And so what happened is, but they knew that they were told that they would be future kings one day. And so how they do and I just wonder about the education that was provided. They didn't even have to go to school. They brought the teachers in there. They taught them in everything, from calculus to, to whatever necessary. And then they told them, you got to go into the military and serve. Serving, or something to me, that's a biblical principle. Serving in the kingdom. So if you really represent your kingdom, you'll be willing to serve. 
I noted that when you see them, they got all kinds of badges and banners hanging on their military suits just because they would be. I don't even know if they actually did all that stuff, but they they decorated. Oh my goodness, they got they got all the stuff. They look good, and when you see them, they they they, they know to walk, they know to talk, they do, and they automatically get to lead and be the commander. But nobody told us. Nobody told us that we were the kids' kids. They told me, I, I, I've heard, I had a counselor told me, why y'all want to go to that school? I said, because that's the one I chose. And then she restored to me. I tried when I was 16. And I went to Frederick University, and she told me not to pick that school. And I got chosen. and that's my first pick and I got Because I had been with God. But if you don't let people, let me know by the way, if you don't determine who you are, people will determine it for you. So I try to help you become the leader God wants to be. Because if you don't, people will project on you who you are. And if you believe the lie, you know, Pastor Rob told me a story. He said that his brother was told so much that he was a liar that when he told the truth, he wasn't sure he told the truth. Because he believed. He believed that if they said, and, and so what happened growing up, they had a good time. Uh, let me say that a good time. That they, growing up, it was easy to blame him for everything, and people didn't give him the benefit of the doubt because they already believed that he was that person. So they already projected on him that that's who he was. And let me share with you that is not who he was. This young man got a mind and a brain that, but, and he, he said after being a grown man, he says, you know, I struggled with this. He said, I believe sometimes that I, did I talk to you or something? And I was thinking, my God, the power of words. And if we don't tell you who you are, and if you don't get up and start acting to figure out who you are in Christ Jesus, you are not blessed. Oh yeah, nobody taught you how to father, but you are a great father. You gotta see yourself as that. And when you so, I'm ready to get you because your belief system is who you will become. This is what I'm talking about: being pastor or a leader. Because if I believe God, when I found out who I was, oh my goodness, it is on, it's on that. Because I will never walk less than. Amen. You have to be careful. And I'm saying, I, I said, so, and being a rich man, you got to be able to see. I'm going to go with all these seven points. But you need to know who you are. Let me get there before I run out of time. I'm going to get there. Listen, listen. So the connection between purpose and character is vital. Only when leaders discover who he is and born to be. And how his gifts determine his personal leadership can he effectively develop the value, principle, ethics that lead to a strong character. If we don't understand the relationship between leadership and purpose and development of our character, it'll be interrupted and blocked. I'll tell you something. Anything you don't understand the purpose of it, you will miss you. You know, anybody ever use a butter knife for a stew gun? 
Yeah, yeah. I see sister over here laughing, cracking up. And hold it. And then go wash it, right? And go try to put the blood on your bread and the dripping bread because the edge is all messed up now. Because <laughs> what you did is use it for something that's not a purpose. Oh, maybe you ought to stand in the chair and use it for a laugh. Okay, and then Paul, and wonder why. <laughs> it wasn't designed for that. So what happens is anything you don't know the purpose of, you will miss you. This is showing up here. Anything you don't discover the purpose for it, you will miss you. So purpose is directly linked to character. Watch this. How do you perform? My mentor, my leader, a doctor, no longer here here, Miles Monroe, has given me one of the best descriptions of the meaning of leadership. And we have adopted it here at Harvard. And he said that leadership is the capacity to influence others through inspiration, motivated by a passion, generated by a vision, produced by a conviction, united by Purpose. Somebody shot hallelujah. Oh my goodness. If he wasn't put on earth for nothing else but the gift that linked the meaning of leadership, he did it. In fact, I need to tell you a story about him quickly. He said he understood his purpose. And his purpose was to give out all of what God had given him. Miles Monroe had multiple degrees. But he would tell you they need nothing. They are just a degree of something, which means there's so much more. But he said, my purpose in life is to give out what God put in me. And when I have given out, I will complete my purpose. I'm going to tell you what he said. He had three months before he died. He said, I have completed my purpose. He said that. It's, 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 it's written down. It's written there with no. And he gets in his plane one day and head back home to the Bahamas. And his plane crashes in the storm. And everybody on dies. And I say to myself, we lost someone to pursue. That's not, that's the I realized he fulfilled his purpose. He didn't have to stay here no longer. To be in the presence of God, to be in the spirit, is way better than being here. I know you get comfortable with life and see, but I gotta tell you, it must got to be better than it all. Has to be. There's no pain. No sickness. Just don't, and don't, don't try to leave early. That's not right. That's not what I'm talking about. Because if you fulfill it, then you got to watch it. And that's what I'm going to do. And church, and people that are watching, I'm talking about being the leader of God's fortune and getting inside you to understand your purpose. So look, so if that's the case, to understand this process by which individuals become leaders, it enabled him or her to lay a strong foundation their character. 
we must reverse the leadership with meaning and which mom gave us. Watch this. So he ended with purpose. But when you reverse it, it starts with purpose. To understand the process of the individual to become a true leader, he named him or her to lay a compliment to the character. We have to reverse the order of the concept from the above definition and follow this sequence. So number one, purpose. Number two, conviction. Number three, vision. Number four, passion. Number five, inspiration. Number six, influence, right? And then number seven, leadership. So watch how this works. To become the leader, the leadership that God has called I must begin with understanding my purpose. When I understand my purpose, I can be. Let me share something with you. You cannot be what you do not know. It is impossible to be what you don't know. So you must know who you are to become. So the enemy wants you in darkness. As long as you stay in darkness and you put a little fiddling around, you in nonsense and stuff that has nothing to do with your destiny, he got you because you'll never, ever, ever fulfill your purpose. And I'm telling you that you serve notice to the enemy. We are unleashing a bunch of mighty men and women in God to do and become who God is talking to be. And by the way, I don't care where you did, what you've done, what you didn't have, what you intended. None of that matters when it comes to purpose ordained by God because he can supersede all of that. Just like you made the sun stand still that day. Boy, what do you do in your life? That's why purpose don't matter what side of track you born on. Too many people talk about that. And they use that as an excuse. I didn't have this, and I didn't have that, and I don't have this. They use what you got. And watch what God will do. I'm living through. I'm telling you, he works. Watch this. Purpose, y'all. I, I, I got excited about this. This part, this is Leadership is the last thing, but it started with purpose. An individual, number one, an individual discovers his purpose. When you discover your purpose, and so I, I, I feel it took me 40 years. My God, I'm trying to help some of y'all. You don't have to wait that long. And some of y'all just close to my ears, you can get it today. Come on, come on. There is no such God doesn't live in time. That's right. And by the way, as long as you're breathing, you've got time to do it. It's when you stop breathing, it's over. See, so I noticed one thing. When I told about the graveyard, everybody was still there. Also, I went something about the graveyard. There was a lot of power in the air. In other words, it was radiating power that would never do anything because it had a lot of potential that never, ever, ever would do anything. Because it's dead. Oh. Y'all get it. But as long as you got breath in your mind, you can become what you know and you have purpose in it. Watch this purpose. Purpose, when I discover purpose, 
So y'all wrote it down. Watch this. As a result of discovery, you can develop a conviction about what you should be doing with your life, as well as a conviction for the foundation belief about how you should live. I'm going to help you right here. The lion sees an elephant. The elephant is ten times bigger than the lion. The elephant doesn't see his side. I mean, the lion doesn't see that the elephant is ten times bigger than him. The lion sees much. That's it. And he will keep nagging at it until it gets down and have much. And the thing is ten times bigger than him. Because Washington with one paw he put it on. But the lion will use his tactics. And his roar, by the way, the, the lion ain't the king of the, law, of the jungle because his roar is so loud. Anybody know anything about people that roar, roar, roar? People got big mouths, people like talking. And if you were like me, my dad, by the way, my, my father did teach me this. He said, this. He said listen, if they come and the gang comes and they bother, and he said, he said uh, if, if they, they did, he said, the one that's doing all the talk, he said, you go after that He said, when you go after that one, everybody else, if they see you do that, they will respect you. They will respect you because you went after the war. So the lion, his war is to scare people, and it does, and what happens is scare the other animals. So most animals that hear the lion wolf, they freeze. And then they become lions. That's what it was designed to do. So when children, the big mouth, that's the one to go after. Okay, so listen, stop running around fighting all these little eggs. Go for the strong man. The strong man is the demon that's leading them. So I'm not going to the demonic world. Go to the strong man. Because by the way, I'm telling you, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. In other words, I get equipped and encouraged to do this, but I don't know it until I do it. You've got strength and ability in you that you don't even know you've got because you've never had to use it, but if you'll use it in the right place, in the right season, at the right time, you'll watch the hands of the power of God change your life. You can say, my God, I didn't want to do that. Oh, I didn't want to do that. I found out something. I had some people uh, previously, in the previous okay, and they treated me bad. I mean, they, they made us, they, they, they just they humiliated me to think that the, the organization that I had to do the other thing. And then God says, I need you to be strong. I'm going to listen to me. He told me to take no offense. I'm like, man, God, I'm going to give you offense. And he said, he said, he said, if you do that, then you'll have it. He said, and you'll give them a piece of your mind. He said, I need you to keep your mind and do what I said. And he said, I need you to smile and let it be. And I need you to keep your mind. He said, I need you to get up and start looking. He said, I need you to start looking for a place right here. Right here. Right here. You gotta get up and you gotta go. And lo and behold, 
I saw what I want, and now I got it. Oh, I, I look at it. You gotta see it in order to get it. If you don't see it, you know it will never be coming. I saw the way of my heart. I don't think it's any better. This is conviction process and separation for a preferred people. And just what happens at the conviction? Vision gives him the sort of gives him the vision passion to carry out his purpose. And so vision is the ability to see. So guess what I start seeing? I start seeing a different future. I start seeing what I believe. So now the building looks big. And guess what? I got in it. Now it's too small. And I'm already seeing it down the street. And they said, oh, here you go. See, you can set up this. And they heard me talk about Philadelphia. This time, I'm going back home. Okay, I'm not going to have to be there. Get two more staff to me. Already, we know what works and what doesn't. And by the way, as a leader that has enough leadership to understand the people and everything you do, I wish it was all good stuff, but it's not. So some things I gotta work through. And some things some things will take a little while to change. I would I would like to just take a shit and flip it, but sometimes I gotta like in the ocean start to turn. And I put this hat on. That was me. That was two years. And I got another four. Three years. I'm almost at a 360. Ain't getting that. I'm almost. So what? It took time to turn it around. So, by the way, real leaders cannot compromise who they are. But they're saying we can compromise together. When I say we can compromise, but I work with people. If they, this is, I was wondering about the children of Israel when they left Egypt. Yes, tell them that. Um, so I gotta spend some time working each other out. Somebody will get that before they get home. There's a thing we do and we do it with Jesus, and I'm not going to go home because we're still working out here. Don't know in the kingdom, everything's a little bubble wrap. When you gotta work hard, everything goes in the ground. There's a big difference. We still have a big on us. So, vision gives your passion to carry out the purpose. Right? Passion inspires others to embrace it. So, if I go here, so passion, so vision is number three. Then passion, right? Passion inspires others to embrace the vision. Passion inspires others to embrace it. Watch how they all lead into each other. So I'm very passionate about what I believe. In fact, if you've been here, you've been in my presence, and by the way, I found out something, you're going to laugh at me or talk about it. Real nation's pride. And I hate, but I'm so passionate about stuff. And boy, Pastor, he's talking to him, and I'm telling him something that God said to me, and I'm telling him, and 
Then I start weeping. And he looked at me and said, Jesus, man, if I lie, I gotta be like Jeremiah. You know, but I'm passionate about it. And so the cries are not cries because of my feelings are hurt or nothing like that. Or I'm hurt. Just I can't control it. I have no control over it to stop it. And then I think I'm worried about how it makes me look, right? And he said, Who are you? Don't you know who you are? So what do you care what they think or say? He said, You are no different with tears and no tears. He said, Now I know I can trust you when you got the tears. If you didn't have any tears, I'd be worried about it. But he said, See, time in, time weak, and you can't stop. Because you're passionate about it. And you love me. I know you love me. That's why I love you. But I, I love you before you first love me. And I said, thank you, Lord. And he told but he reminded me to start with men. So listen, you see how they connected? Because we haven't done yet. Passion inspired us to embrace the vision. So we got inspiration to now to inspire people to embrace to embrace the vision. As others are inspired, they influence to take action to help fulfill the vision. Did you see? I just used every one of those seven words, but I used them backwards. Because the last thing is the first thing. Did y'all read in the scripture? Those in the first will be last, and those in the last will be first. It was right there before us, and it's in there. And I thank God for my discovering that need, and now being able to allow me today to take it back and to show you that your purpose will take you into your destiny of being a leader. And that's why I talk about this church and this school. They are full of the church of leadership. Leading, we need to be leading people. I heard the worship today said we need to be getting people back to God. Leading them together. We need to be leading people back to God. We do this worried about ourselves. Or even complaining. Yeah. Why would you be happy you just woke up today? And then I'll go meet somebody and watch what that does. Make a change in me. I challenge you today to walk in your God and your ability. But let your character be the God that's for the future efforts. I get your ability. I believe it. Yeah. 
Because I believe he's going to do it. Anything that he said he would do has to happen. He can't lie. Lives are going to be changed. There's leaders in this building that didn't even know they were leaders. You didn't even know why you were here. You just wanted something different. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, how many people in here want something different for their life? Amen. I still want something different. I want more. Amen. How many want more? Want more. Should, it's okay to want more. This is, let me share with you. God is a God of more. Everything he's ever started is multiplied. Everything God started has multiplied. Yes, That's right. I got proof. Did y'all read chapter one? <laughs> he only made one of everything. Well, how in the world so much? That's right. Because it's multiplied. Amen. He put a seed inside. That's what he said. I want you to be encouraged. There's a seed inside. There's yeah. a seed going. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say something about the seed. If I had a seed here, I'm going to tell you the seed it doesn't get planted in the ground, and particularly the right ground, it can never become what it's supposed to be. Remember, what you don't know, it can never become. But if the seed reaches the right ground, and now it's good, it's something called die and abide. So, wonder what that Die to myself. Allow me to die and allow God to raise up. Oh, I was a, I'm a very uh, addict, uh, I'm a strong-willed person, and, and I like things my way. Oh, yeah. And then I discovered what I am. And I discovered who I am. I know it's not good at it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And when I discovered that, it also identified my purpose. And then I understand that the purpose was given to me, and it was a gift, but the gift didn't belong to me, although I don't want to carry it out, it was for others, but he put it in because it's his, but he said, he used it on his behalf. And because I now have purpose in my life, I can now fulfill my destiny, and I'm not done. Now when you purpose all of these, oh no, that's a switch. That's a switch. Especially you all the people don't get mad at me. I'm <laughs> this? this? But there's something Switch. about them that's going to make a difference for our future. And if we don't get a hold of them now, there will be no future. If we don't make a difference in the change, the future will not be here. Let me share with you. Anything that's not investing in the next generation is the thing that's looking at. You know, you ever see the. Uh, uh, we didn't have a church building. How we got the church building in Wilmington? Uh, because the people in the congregation there died. Died. They got older. And they never reached the young people. So what happened is they never changed. And then there was no more old people. See, see what happened when you don't recognize purpose? That was not the purpose of that church. I'm about to say. He almost crossed the street. And then he said, Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I know I just heard this about. He said, Sometimes you gotta just don't be afraid. The purpose requires you to get up and move. And do something different. In a different place. If you keep doing what you've always done, then you'll get what you always have. Time is for change. And the change is from God. He's calling us to step up. Now, lady, I don't know your name, but I'm going to get to know your name. I'm just glad. I see you walking here the other day in the rain. 
This one first. Yeah, open this one and close this one. And the stuff is going to fit. Stay away from There you go. Come on. That's right. I had to pack up and move people, places, and things. Because if I couldn't have it, I would be here. Awesome. So remember, change is okay. And if you got to pack up and move, it's okay. But I also know God sent people like me and here to be here for y'all. This week, by the way, uh, I'm supposed to be a, a forerunner. A forerunner is someone that experienced for you and for you. That's right. I didn't ask for this. I did not ask for this. So you can yeah. that. I'm not self proclaimed. This, this is from God. No. And so some of the stuff that I bag my age. You don't have to beg me. I'll tell you. Clear as that. Wow. It'll help. I'm saving you time. Saving you time. But you don't have to go through what I went through to get to where I'm going or where we're going. And by the way, I have no intention of leaving anybody. With me, the only way you can get left is if you want to be here. Because I can't take you somewhere you don't want to go. Amen. In fact, it happened to me. I'm fighting with somebody in the spirit. And I'm fighting we were battling. And I had my sword out. And they had their sword. And we were back to back for a while. And we fight, we were surrounded. But we wasn't being overtaken. We were still fighting. And then the other person that I came to help, so they asked me for it, stopped fighting. Just gave it. And I said, look at him, what are you doing? And here's the 